This week we are talking about June 5th through the 11th, Mercury in Gemini, Venus in Leo, and Pluto in Capricorn. Mercury transits into Gemini, the sign that it rules, stimulating your mind to ask questions, listen, gather information, and connect people with common interests together. Venus transits into Leo, opening your heart to share joy in your close personal relationships. Have fun with those that you love the most, but be wary of relationship tyrants or black holes. Pluto retrogrades back into Capricorn, continuing the final process of transforming your relationship to the authority and yourself as an authority. So hold yourself accountable. Take responsibility for what you want to achieve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. I had to rearrange about a thousand times because, as always, we were talking about values, and <laughs> I was having a fit about what my little scene looked like because it looked like I'm in prison because I had my little heater grate behind me, and I was like, yeah, "Why I like that look. does I like why does that my look. scene look like this? This is ridiculous." Yeah. I just wanted to be comfortable. I wasn't really feeling great. And yeah, last week I was just looked like I was. I like yeah. that look with the the heater so, thing behind you, and it's weird. So I, <laughs> you know, rearranged myself twenty times just now because I'm just like, oh, my apartment's so cute. Why do I look like I'm in a jail cell? I don't know. And it, it but we were talking <laughs> about values while I was looking at the scene, and I was like, ew, why? <laughs> yes, so I love I, it. I've aligned, I'm, I've aligned myself over here. Wow, this is some really tangled mess over here. This hair situation. Yeah, it's great. Keep adjusting. Keep adjusting. I'm, I'm putting you, I'm putting cuticle oil on. You put the cuticle oil on. You can't do a pod. Can't record a podcast with dry without, cuticles. With, that, with dry cuticles, no. Disgusting. There's absolutely not. That's <laughs> absurd. That's the craziest thing I've probably ever heard. Anyone? I know. Recording a podcast with dry cuticles. I mean, my nail girl would be so proud because she's always having a fit. She's like, you don't put oil on enough. I'm like, bitch, I do though. I'm always putting it on. I don't know. Maybe I wash my hands too much or something. Or maybe mm. it's, we're in a fucking desert and we're shriveling up like raisins over here. <laughs> we had, we're out of the drought now. We had so much rain this year. So we're, oh yeah, I can see them glistening. Your cuticles, yeah. <laughs> Ingrid values, uh, what is that? Essie? What's it called? Yeah, it was too expensive, but it's just this little roll-on, kind of like a lip gloss, mm -hmm. which usually you have to have it in a little 
nail polish bottle so you have to open it try not to fucking spill it which i always end up setting it on the floor kicking it over spilling that it's not mm. convenient to put in your purse this is just like you can put it in your purse and it seals up so nicely and it doesn't spill so you know aligning myself with this torrent with all that taurus energy yeah you value uh moisturized cuticles <laughs> I do. that's what that's what ingrid values more than anything they, they frame your nail just like i'm framing the frame of mm -hmm. my whatever this is the video yeah exactly i love it um so, so should we okay so if you haven't listened to the podcast before if you're new or if you want to further your education in astrology, the best way to listen to the podcast and get the most out of it is to one, go to the website, theweeklytransit.com that has the forecast. So everything we talk about in everything we talk about on here, along with the signs and symbols, the actual alignments themselves, they're color coded. You can see all the elements. It's um, yeah, a, a intro to the basics of astrology if you are able to learn the signs and symbols. And then we also have a book, The Basics of Astrology. You can get it in the show notes. It's on Amazon. It's $10 to download it, or you can buy a copy for $30, or we have it at a couple of our local LA metaphysical shops, The Crystal Shrine, The Spellbound path, Sky. Spellbound Sky, Crooked Path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those three. Spellbound Sky, The Crystal Shrine, and The Crooked Path in Book Burbank. Crystal Shine and Crooked Path are both in Burbank. Spellbound Skies in Los Angeles. Dude, there's a lot of crystal shops up in Burbank. It's crazy. It's going off up there. My friend told me, he was like, oh, go down this one street and there'll be a bunch. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, there's there's probably like six or seven of them. And then even oh, in wow. North Hollywood, there's a lot. Hmm. I love it. Um, I love the metaphysical. Yes. But anyways, go grab a copy of the book. And yeah. if you don't know, we are on YouTube and Spotify as a video version. So you can see the signs and symbols there. And if you want to support the podcast, obviously you can get the book, but you can also support the podcast by donating. If you go to the show notes, there's a support link. You can donate $1, $5 or $10. And that allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. Or if you don't want to donate, you can write us a positive review rate us five stars you can go to amazon and write us a book review that would be really lovely mm -hmm. and even if you don't watch youtube we're trying to get to 1000 subscribers so our channel will be monetized if you can go to youtube and subscribe to our channel there that would be much appreciated yeah, so yeah. we appreciate all of the things or you can share it on your social media or with your friends hmm. and then before we start the week do you want to thank our sponsors Let's thank the sponsors. We want to thank Samantha, Jenny, Jessica, Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Janelle, Vincent and Michelle, Clarissa, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Amber, Deborah, Haley, Janine, and Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate everything that you give to us. Mm -hmm. And then before we get into the week, I do I have some questions? I have some questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I have Miss Jenny Star Pepper, which I believe we answered a question of oh, yeah. in the past. Thanks for <laughs> writing in, Jenny. And if you yes. want to ask, if you want to ask us a question here on the podcast, 
we usually answer all of the questions you ask us in the channel that you wrote it in. So if you write us on YouTube in the comments, we're going to respond on YouTube. If you write us on Instagram, we will respond on Instagram. If you write us through the Spotify app, there is a Q&A tab. If you write us questions in there, we will answer them here on the podcast. So I have Miss Jenny Starpepper. She said it is her Saturn return right now. It is in mm. Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought it she thought what? it was about learning boundaries, but now I don't know. What should I expect? Okay. So she thinks I thought it was about learning boundaries, but I don't know. Well, I would say taking responsibility for yourself is kind of learning your boundaries, right? So what are you taking responsibility for? When when Saturn is in Pisces, what are you mm. taking responsibility for? That's the question. So you're taking responsibility to trust your intuition. So we're talking about Pisces is the answer yes. to the question. Yes. Okay. That's where Saturn is. It's in Pisces. And so one of the themes of everyone, including Jenny Starpepper, who is born with Saturn in Pisces, is you are here to take responsibility to trust your intuition. And then when you trust your intuition and you make a choice and it doesn't go the way that you had hoped or wanted it to go, then you need to do the work required to show yourself compassion. And if there's anyone else involved, you need to do the work required to show them empathy. And then finally, you need to do the work required to have faith that everything that you're doing is in the highest good of yourself and everyone else that you're in contact with, that you're that, that this intuition, you follow your intuition, things didn't work out the way that you'd hoped. There's other people involved. Have faith that it's all in your highest good. You know, sometimes you might ask for something, you want something in your life, and you think that in order, in order to get what it is you want, you, this is the pathway to go. And maybe that is the pathway. But along that path, there are challenges. There are experiences that happen that are unpleasant. And in those unpleasant moments, you may be beating yourself up blaming yourself. You're so dumb. Mm. Why did you go that way? You shouldn't have gone that way. You knew like you should have learned the lesson and all that beating yourself up. We don't want to do that. You need to show yourself compassion, recognize that you are a living, breathing soul. And, and because of this, your purpose here is to grow, to learn. So in growing and learning, you have to trip over yourself sometimes. You have to make mistakes, though it's not really a mistake. It's what you needed to do in order to learn the lesson that you need to learn in order to get what it is you're asking for. I think last week I was talking about responsibility and how it's actually feeling good at the moment where normally I feel so agitated by someone saying like, oh, like that's the way things are supposed to be. Like it'll all work out. And I'm just like, I don't feel like a lot of the time I feel so agitated when someone tells me that. But mm. 
I like the idea of astrology giving us a focus for where that energy is. So it doesn't have to be, we accept all things like, oh, everything's just going to work out. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, no, I'm going to focus my energy on healing my past, healing my trauma, trusting in myself, trusting that I didn't know in the moment any better and that I was doing the best that I could, having compassion, like just Mm -hmm. focusing that energy in one small part of your life. It doesn't need to be in every relationship, career, like money is just one small area so tr- being able to lean into that and just open up into this small space so just just in that pisces corner of your life mm. maybe that feels less scary yes at least for me that's somehow sometimes how i can like open up to feeling like feeling into taking that responsibility instead of feeling overwhelmed and irritated yeah, so just taking response just taking responsibility for that one area of your life. Yeah. To trust your intuition, show yourself compassion, be empathetic to others and have faith that everything that you're experiencing is with is in is in your highest good. And but then also, you know, like where is your north node? You know, like the Saturn return challenging Saturn returns will typically occur when you are leaning into your South node energy. The Saturn return is meant to like, you have a job and your job is to follow your soul's purpose, your North node. Saturn is the authority. And when Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born, it's the authority checking in to see if you've done what you were supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You haven't done your homework, then that's when you feel like you're punished. So if you were born, if you're experiencing your Saturn return now and you are, I'm guessing that Jenny Starpepper is, you know, 29 around 29 uh, if that's the case, then the North node was either in Sagittarius or Scorpio. Uh, it was in Sagittarius and Scorpio the last time Saturn was in Pisces the time before that. So if you're in your, uh, in your fifties, your late fifties, then, and you're experiencing your second Saturn return, the North node was either in cancer, Gemini or Taurus. So whatever your North node is, like you want to be leaning into that. And part of that is trusting your intuition that you know what your North node is, or if you don't, you can contact me for a reading and I will help guide you uh, into that frequency. Uh, But then having compassion for yourself and understanding that following the North node isn't easy. It's a challenge being empathetic to others and having faith that this is all a part of the learning process. Thank you, Jenny. And I hope your Saturn return is treating you well. (laughs) Yes. Fingers crossed. It's Mm -hmm. typically a bit of an uncomfortable time, but I hope you're, I hope you're riding those waves. I have another question from one, two, eight, nine, three, four, six, two, seven. I don't know why this is there. <laughs> I, I have a question I think you will enjoy answering. Let's say we lived on Mars instead of Earth. How would astrology be different knowing Earth is there instead of Mars? What if Earth was in retrograde? Yeah, this is one of those things where like, I think about all the talk about moving to Mars 
And I just really think like, does anyone really understand how fucked up this is? Like, uh, <laughs> like people talk about like Mercury retrograde and like, oh my God, Mercury retro is retrograde. Like this is all this crazy shit is happening. Yeah. What do you think things would be like if you're on Mars? It's not, it's going to feel like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to be a pleasant place for, I think, anyone that goes there. I mean, maybe there's some people that are just built that way and, and, and they can travel to another planet, but I think that it's going to feel incredibly foreign, obviously, not only physically, because you have to be in some kind of spacesuit to breathe, but your mind is not going to be working properly. It's it's like it, it's really insane when I, I think about the talk about people going to Mars. I just like okay, like oh my I, gosh, this is Scott, you're so funny. I feel you're so literal. This is a <laughs> spacesuit situation. Okay, but okay, what if I'm I am very curious, kind of of the answer if there wasn't all these weird things. Like, what does the or I'm thinking like what does the Earth represent? Like, if we were on another planet, like mercury's in retrograde then that would be you know communication uh your thoughts travel that kind of shit so what is what is earth what it like if earth was retrograde on mars like i and i think it would be retrograde i would it would be retrograde if you if you lived on mars there would be times where earth would look like it's going backwards it would and it would feel like your life is going backwards, I guess. Ooh. I mean, I would think Earth mm-hmm. represents life. Okay. That's what I, my guess, I don't know. You know, like I've never studied what astrology is like on Mars. Uh, so, and then there's no template to do that. But my guess would be that Earth represents life. And, like and life would be going backwards if it was retrograde. Ew, but, I don't like I don't like that. No, I like it's, this concept, but I don't like that. That sounds gross. Like, have you ever seen that movie Event Horizon? No. It's a horror movie. It takes place in space. That is what I imagine going to Mars would be like. Like your mind you're gonna it's gonna melt your fucking mind. <laughs> my my mind is already melting, so I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I this is a hard pass yes i like that it's a really fun uh concept yeah we have miss Gemma gallucci mm-hmm. they said i've been using placidus to read and calculate my chart for a long time but not using whole sign mm-hmm. now feels confusing because i have intercepted houses birthday is 3 56 a.m Voris, New Jersey. Which so one everyone, everyone I, look up Gemma, Gemma's chart here. <laughs> which one do I use? Uh, actually, will you just explain the difference between the whole sign and the placidus? Because I do get questions here and there from people, and I yeah. honestly just always forget. Yeah, and I just you do pl- you do whole sign. No placidus. Yes. Fuck. Someone yes. just asked. One of my friends just asked. They're like, "Does Sky use whole sign or placidus?" And I texted you, and then I already forgot. That was like two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay, and I did. I answered you, and you already forgot. That's great, yes. Ingrid. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so whole sign. Uh, let me show you something here right now. Okay, so, well, you know what? What the hell? Let's let's put in Gemma. 
Um, hold on one second here. So we can look like, I really want to thank Gemma for this question. This is a great teaching moment for everyone here to learn what the difference is between even, me. even Ingrid. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. Okay. So, oh my God, which Voorhees? There's two. Um, we'll just say it's Camden. Um, okay. There's two New Jersey ones? Yeah. Two, two, isn't there two Voorhees in every state? I mean, like, what? Like, <laughs> it's so, so wild. Okay. So, check this out. This is what this is what whole sign looks like. You see on the outside here, every single uh, line of the house at it, it, the top is at zero degrees. Mm -hmm. So everything is like rounded up or down or whatever the degree. It rounds to zero. So all this so is going to do like a little tiny twist. Is that what's going to happen? So we'll watch. So if I change this to placidus now look these numbers are different out here mm -hmm. they're all different and this is what we're talking about intercepted signs like her eighth house is in virgo and her or her eighth house actually is in leo uh her ninth house is in libra but virgo is intercepted it's not in a, or there's no house in Virgo, but planets in Virgo are in the eighth house. Directly opposite that is Pisces. So the first, the second house is in Aquarius at 29 degrees. The third house is in Aries at 10 degrees. So in between is Pisces. There is no house in Pisces, but planets in Pisces, her moon. Her son in Pisces are in the second house. So this so, is the more literal way to look at a chart. Because so, when Gemma was born at this time, the sign that was rising on the horizon was 16 degrees in Capricorn. Whereas the whole sign would round it off. So we'll go back to whole sign. I just was thinking to, that it yeah. had to do with, the, yeah, you're scooting your rising sign to just match up with zero degrees. So it's not as uh, articulate, really. It's not as specific. Mm -hmm. It's not as specific. So if you look like holes, like let's go back. Let me go back to Placidus again. Well, this and makes we'll perfect sense. I'm glad we looked at it. So now so it says she's using she was using Placis. Now she's using whole sign, and it feels confusing because now she has intercepted houses. No, 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 no. Oh. She, she, I, she says that I've been using Placidus oh. to read and calculate my chart for a long time, but not using whole sign now feels confusing. So that tells me that in the past she used whole sign. Okay. okay. Now she's using Placidus. But you look in in Placidus. Her son, her Mercury or Jupiter are in the second house. In whole sign, so in whole guess... sign, look at look at what happens to the sun in whole sign. It moves to the third house. And the sun and moon are in the third house, and Mercury and Jupiter are in the fourth house instead of the second house. So it's a completely different interpretation. 
Yeah. So I guess also the question is, well, now that I know the answer to that, I guess the real question is, what does she do about these intercepted signs? Okay. So first of all, whether to use whole sign or placidus, that's up to you. I mean, you know, it, like you, what you always speaks, say that, but yeah. now that I know what it is, why would somebody use whole sign just to be simpler, but it's really not as accurate. And when you're talking about astrology, I kind of feel like it needs to be pretty accurate because it changes everything. And I, I just, you know, I don't want to say one thing is better than another. Yeah. I just say that like, this is what works for me. This is what feels right to me. When I look at my chart in whole sign, as opposed to Placidus, Placidus feels more accurate to me. Now, intercepted houses, all that means is You've got these giant houses. These are big themes in your life. So if your intercepted houses are the second and the eighth, then then Gemma has focus on money, her money, and the money and intimacy that she shares with others. Mm. So those are big themes because it takes planets a longer time to transit through those two houses. Even the moon, it takes several days for the moon to transit through those houses. When the moon is moving from the end of Aquarius through Pisces and into Aries, that whole time, like it takes the moon, takes the moon two and a quarter days to move through a sign, but it it's going to take over three days for it to move through her second house and her eighth house because they're larger. So, yeah, I mean, let me see. Let me look at the question again. And then, so I've been using, which do I use? So which do you use? That's up to you. That's up to you, Gemma. I would look at the, you know, if you want to contact me for a reading, do a reading with me on Placidus and contact another astrologer who does readings for whole signs and see what feels more accurate to you. Or if, you know, you know, look at time passages, if you have time passages, if you want to kind of do it yourself, then, you know, put in the information as whole sign, read what the descriptions say, then put it in as Placidus and read what the descriptions say and what feels more accurate to you. But people get confused about the intercepted houses. I like, don't let that freak you out or anything. Like there's nothing wrong about that. Um, it just means that these are bigger houses, they're bigger themes in your life. And there's because there's longer periods where planets are transiting through. I hope that answers your question. I think so. If not, circle back and ask it again. And maybe I can help be more clear. But I think I was clear. I um, do, did we already think our... We already thanked our sponsors. We did, yeah, yeah. Do you want um, to thank them again? No, well, thank you. Yes, thank you okay, again. Thank but... you all. Yes. <laughs> um, are you ready to move into the week? I am. Yes, absolutely. Yay! Tell so me, tell me about the, tell me about the planets and stars. Yes. So we're looking at the week of June fifth through the eleventh. We begin Monday, June fifth, where. Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, moves into Leo, fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion. 
And as it does, it opposes Pluto, the god of death, the lord of the underworld, planet of transformation, in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bear, Aquarius. So big transformative energy happening here with with venus in leo you know think of that leo energy leo rules the heart venus is the planet of relationships this is an opportunity to really open and express your heart in your close personal relationships venus is transiting through leo from june 5th to october 5th from june 5th to october 8th which is extremely long time venus will typically spend you know, basically like four weeks or less in a sign. But here it is for two months in a sign because Venus is going to retrograde mm. in Leo. On June 19th, it moves into its retrograde shadow. July 22nd, the retrograde begins. September 3rd, the retrograde ends. Venus exits its retrograde shadow on October 7th. So this is beginning a period, and it's very kind of like ominous that – Venus transits into Leo and is opposing Pluto, the god of death. Like when you when you look at we've got like you look at these two symbols, they're very similar to each other. I mean, Pluto looks like Venus, except it's got that crescent of receptivity in between, symbolizing the trans the transformation that occurs to the eternal soul in the world of matter. So some sort of dramatic potentially transformation is occurring for some, especially if you're born with key astrological points or planets at the beginning of Taurus or Scorpio. So if you have planets at the beginning degrees of Taurus or Scorpio, you may be going through some difficult transformations to your relationships. These transformations are meant to open your heart. And this experience, this this period of two months with Venus and Leo, it's really creating a opportune time, an extended period to really understand what you're feeling in your heart in terms of your lovers, your friends, your business partners. Do you are you boldly in love, or are you hiding your your fire under a basket, your light under a basket? Are you shameful of the one that you're with? Or do, are you ready to like just pump out your chest and say, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I just want to stand on the, on the mountaintop and just let everyone know how much I'm in love with this individual. Last week we touched on how people are all a reflection of what is inside of us and how it's unique to each, each individual. You bring out a certain thing in me. You always make me feel confident and mm grounded and heard and that brings out one part of myself i see geo and he also kind of he has a little more like high energy he makes me feel really excited and passionate about like you know new shit like getting excited about life you know my friend meryl she just makes me laugh all the time it just <laughs> she also loves food it's just like each person brings out something that's already inside of me and then when we're coming, that was kind of the end of last week. So now we are maybe expressing the appreciation we have for these people who are, it says like uh, Aquarius is our uniqueness. So the uniqueness of others and the uniqueness in yourself, like what is bringing that out in you and being appreciative of these people mm -hmm. and like 
like opening your heart to them and telling them how much you appreciate what they do for you what yes. how, like what they bring out in you yes playful fun dramatic mm. this is like yes, what what, what what is that in your relationship like how can you be playful with your partner how can you be f- how can you have fun with your partners your friends and and how can you and like say your best friend your lover like how can you bring that energy to the community to the group your individuality through the through the dramatic expression of your heart uh this is Hmm. When you think of an open heart, and a heart is open because it feels joyful, it feels happy. You know, when people are laughing, you know, like I don't know. I guess sometimes you might double over, but you're not like ha 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 ha. You're like ha ha ha. You know, it's like your 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 chest is out. You know, your shoulders are back. You know, when people laugh, it's like you you kind of open up. You oh, this is. You, you, you talk about Meryl and she makes you laugh. She's a Leo, you know, so Leo is a fun, playful sign. So we want that creativity, that, you know, center of attention, that sense of drama. Now, there, there may be some very dramatic events that are occurring in relationships during this time. Uh, there may be, uh, you know, a sense of, of sort of being extravagant or self-aggrandizing. I need this. I want that. Like, are you being a tyrant in your relationship (laughs) or are you being benevolent and generous? You know, which are you going to, are you being a black hole in your relationship? You know, you think of the sun as the planetary ruler of Leo. The sun is also the black hole energy. So there might be some black hole energy that is occurring in relationships during this time. Something to think about. Okay, we're pondering and moving on to Tuesday, June 6th. We're looking at the moon, the planet of emotions in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat Capricorn forming a positive trine with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. So again, we're talking about values. Your goals, your aspirations, that's Capricorn. Capricorn, the moon in Capricorn. The moon in Capricorn is bringing emotional sensitivity to your goals, your ambitions, what you want to accomplish and achieve. Like what are the goals that you are working towards and do they fuel fuel you on an emotional level? Are they based in your values, your self-worth? In what ways is the foundation that you're standing on your self-worth your values creating that that level that you need in order to step up to the next ledge and climb which is the goals and ambitions are your goals and ambitions in alignment with your values and what is the future what does the future hold for you in terms of your financial goals your material goals your relationship to the material is this a time for planning like capricorn is like the steps along the way is it planning or do doing well the jupiter energy is planning okay so but planning the capricorn energy the capricorn energy is the doing okay so, so maybe a little bit of both oh. it's both okay. but you really want to assess like 
what is my plan for the future? What is that based on? My values. What are my values? Are my values in accordance with what I'm planning for the future and the steps that I'm taking to get what it is I want, the mountain that I want to climb to the top of? I mean, so maybe just asking ourselves those questions, like, yes. are my values aligning with these plans that I've made for the future? Because maybe yes. they're not. Yes. yes. And even though it's it's a trine, so it's like a good time to reflect on it. And it doesn't mean, I mean, you might say, yes, everything's in an alignment with my values. Or you, even if you say no, it's not. I think that that's an easy time to maybe make some shifts in your goals or just recognizing you know, what your original goal was, why you valued it to begin with. Maybe you've lost sight of the the thing at the end of the, whatever the goal is, and you can reflect on why it was important to you to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yes. But if you are saying yes, then today's a great day to climb. Oh, and I to, love to that. Take the steps and, and okay. do what it is you've set out to do. It's like, I know what I value. I know what I'm working towards. Now's the time to take the steps. Maybe you're just feeling excited then that you are in alignment. Yes. A there day could to like be celebrate. Some... <laughs> celebrate by doing the work. Yeah. Celebrate by doing the work. The okay. joy is in the work. Ooh, I love this. Yes. The joy is in the work. But then as we move to Wednesday, June 7th, you see how it shifts? Now the moon is further along in Capricorn and it's squaring Chiron on the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries. So you may be, if you're in that position where it's like, well, I'm not sure, what are your fears? What are your insecurities? Do you believe that you deserve what it is you're working to accomplish and achieve? And if not, checking in with yourself, like how can I love myself more? How can I appreciate myself more? Where do these fears stem from? I need to face these insecurities that say that I'm unworthy of achieving my goals. Yes. Charge towards those fears on this day. So if we're thinking about yesterday and if we thought, well, maybe our goals aren't aligned with that, then today is the day to kind of self-reflect on maybe why you're, the, the fears surrounding that, why why maybe you weren't really in alignment with what you planned on doing probably yeah, out of like, fear you're like where staying these, small yes yeah, so what are these fears and i need to take responsibility for the fact that i have these fears i am afraid i feel like i can't succeed i'm afraid of the success or maybe i'm afraid of not succeeding whatever it is where does that stem from within myself and how can i acknowledge that first of all that's how you face it is by acknowledging that you have the fear rather than pretending I'm not afraid. No, I'm afraid because of these things. When you say it out loud, then you can actually do something with it. It's there. That's true. It takes away some of its power. Just acknowledge exactly. Exactly. It's no longer like this ghost. It's, it's like, you know, opening up the closet and seeing the monster in there. Oh, this thing is not that scary. <laughs> Why am I afraid Wait, of this? What is it? The wizard of Oz. You right. turn on the light. Yeah, you pull back the curtain and you're like, oh, this great Oz is like some short little balding man. Like, why are we afraid of this guy? Mm -hmm. So this is a day to pull back the curtain of your fears and expose it. Expose it. 
I mean, also thinking like the Wizard of Oz, it's like pouring the water on the witch, you know, made her melt. Now, moving on to Thursday, June 8th, Venus again in Taurus, forming a square, stressful alignment. Another one with the North Node in Taurus, the North Node, the soul's purpose, karmic pathway of the soul. So thinking about those relationships, it's like, yes, this is what I want to do to have fun. I'm loving this. Let's do this. And your partner's like, nah, it's not what I'm, that's not fun for me. I don't like that. So how do we align the values and what's in your heart? Is what's in your heart or is the heart of your partner in alignment with your values? Does your partner honor, reflect, or respect your values? If not, then some sort of adjustment may need to be made. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's a square that's uncomfortable to have that realization that somebody that you're intimately connected to is not on the same page as you in terms of values. Right. It's like hobbies and interests are one thing, but values is another thing. Well, like I think about you and your partner like you really love food and you love, you know, that's your relationship with geo is, is the food, but you don't have that relationship with your partner. He's not into food the way that you're into food. And so, but he does, he's like, Oh, always knows. Like I love a good hamburger. I have like a little favorite place. It's like, it's not Mm -hmm. like he's going to go be super adventurous. It's just not important to him, but and he like we'll just be in the car and all of a sudden he's driving somewhere and i'm like wait where are we going he's like Mm -hmm. oh you said you were hungry so i thought i'd take you to bun and blanket because i know that you like it Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay you know he just knows that that's important to me or like being like oh i bought some groceries so like there's this to you know if you want to cook something at the house like he wouldn't buy those groceries for himself normally but knowing that i need snacks and things that taste good so he's stretching himself to because he knows you value certain things and even if he doesn't value those things in the same way that you do he still appreciates what you value by doing whatever it is he does whether it's buying some food for his place or taking you to your favorite burger spot that he knows you will appreciate but he also is open to you like having those dinners and stuff with other people you yeah, know, he's like, I don't right. care, but you make sure you do that for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted to say this this memory I had of when I first met him. Like he has like one time I asked him if he had anything to eat and he was like, I have like cottage cheese and peanuts. I swear to God. And I was like laughing and he was serious. Yeah. And then the next time I went over there, he had like went to Whole Foods and bought this Seagies touch of honey yogurt that I can't find anywhere. He bought like a big mm. thing of it. And I was like, oh, he was like, oh, I have that yogurt in the fridge that you said you like like for him to even remember like even when you tell people that care about food not everyone's gonna remember the Mm -hmm. brand and the flavor you send someone to the store and they come back with something else they're like it's honey i'm like i don't want that one (laughs) he like went and found this thing that i like to just have at his house that Mm. he could care less about i was like oh he's like paying attention and he doesn't care about it but he knows that i care about it so yes love that love that awesome such a great example of values and relationship that may be at odds but you know doesn't mean that it can't work it's like me with sports and gabriella Mm -hmm. 
and she hates sports. So as we move to Friday, June 9th, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication and coordination in Taurus, forming a supportive sextile with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. This is an alignment between your conscious reality and your unconscious mind. So how can you bring your dreams into reality? What is it? What are your fantasies when it comes to your values and your self-worth that you want to bring into reality? How can you communicate that? How can you connect your conscious mind to your unconscious mind? Look around your world. What does your reality look like? And in what, what do you see about your reality that you don't like? Maybe there's something within your unconscious that's saying, this is, this is what you deserve. You don't like it, but this is what you say you deserve. Uh, I mean, last week I was talking about, you know, shopping at Vons and being like, well, this place is so fucking depressing. Why don't I take the extra effort out of my day to go to a nicer grocery store that makes me feel good about the food that I'm buying. Mm -hmm. And if I'm really thinking about it, it's me having like this poor mentality of like growing up and not having enough money and like not wanting to spend too much on food where I'm like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not worthy of like spending. I don't, I don't want to spend it. It's like a scarcity mentality where you're like, Oh, I'm not, I don't, I don't have enough, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing that makes me happy. Yes. (laughs) So what are you just going to not be happy at all? Like food, like you need food to live. So the the thing for you is you became aware of some unconscious programming that was that the program was set in your childhood. We don't have money. We can't afford to go to these places. You know, if you want to eat, this is what we got. It's that lack poor mentality and you became aware of it and we're like, no, I, that doesn't work for me anymore. Also, so my mom's an amazing cook and she can make mm-hmm. anything special. She could spend the least amount of money and have the most amount of food. That was like her specialty mm-hmm. was like teaching people how to make things from nothing and have it taste delicious. But we didn't go to any nice grocery stores. And although I could do the same, I have those same skills. Like I I, I have the concept that I have to do everything, make every single thing from scratch. And like, I'm not my mom. My mm-hmm. mom was also a stay-at-home mom, so she had more time to yeah. dedicate to these that things. That was her job, is yeah, doing that. that. Was. You yeah. don't have the time to do that. I have a thousand jobs, so I can't always... Exactly. Sometimes I need to spend more to feed myself something that is nourishing to me. Yes. <laughs> and I, I definitely think that's like a self-worth thing, where I'm like, oh, I'm not, al- I'm not allowed to buy uh, a... a nicely prepared to go meal like i never i almost never eat out like that's a rare Mm. occasion or buying something pre-made it's just yeah i always try to be pretty frugal when it comes to food spending which is just i just i have to know that to fulfill my emotions i need to spend a little bit more on the things that i value Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i value myself yes yes so having that compassion 
for your values, recognizing that I do value this type of food. I know it costs more money. That doesn't make me a bad person for spending more money on food than maybe my mom does. Uh, My mom, mm -hmm. you know, has little, her values are different than mine. And so having empathy for her, just like you have empathy for the person that goes to Vons, it's like, I don't need all this fancy food at Gelson's or Air One or whatever. Like I want to save my money and spend it in, in other places. And so, okay, I have empathy for that person, but I also have compassion for myself. I don't, not going to feel bad for going to Air One or you go to Gelson's or whatever. Like, not going to feel bad about that. I'm going to have compassion for myself that I'm different than that person. And this is what's important to me. And that's what's important to them. Saturday, June 10th. The sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini, forming that supportive sextile with Chiron and Aries. So this is the time to ask the questions that you're afraid to ask. Recognize where you have insecurities or fears and asking the questions that can help appease those fears like well why do you shop at that place you know i i'm i don't it's like what can i learn about ingrid and her shopping habits that are going to help me understand myself a little better or maybe learn something new that i can use for myself or maybe ingrid says some things and i'm like yeah that doesn't resonate with me and so i feel better about who i am to begin with so this is about asking questions, gathering information, learning a little bit about a lot, connecting to people. Maybe it has something to do with you want to meet somebody, you want to have a conversation with somebody, but you've been afraid to approach that person and to ask that question. Now might be the time to ask. Maybe also being scared to ask yourself those questions, like mm. you, or you just haven't made it's just uncomfortable to sit with ourselves Mm -hmm. so setting aside some time to ask ourselves questions to get to know ourselves more yes yes what can i learn about myself what are the words that i'm choosing why am i why do i say things like this it's like when we when you listen back to the podcast and you hear yourself and you're like Wow, why do I say this word all the time? I was just, I, I swear I was just thinking that when you said this. And I swear I stopped myself from saying the sometimes maybe that I like to put in everywhere. Sometimes maybe, no, not sometimes maybe. Ask yourself some difficult questions so you can learn about yourself. Yes. This is a statement. Getting in touch with your conscious mind and how you communicate and facing your fears to look within yourself and listen to yourself. Listen to those around you. Those around you in some way, shape, or form are reflecting the way that you speak. So if you hear somebody speaking in a way that is off-putting to you, maybe there's something about yourself as well 
that has that trait. Moving on to Sunday, June 11th. A lot going on here. Of course, first there's Venus in Leo, forming that square with Jupiter in Taurus. So this is more of that frequency that we saw back on Thursday, June 8th, where Venus was squaring the North Node. Now Venus is squaring Jupiter. You know, Taurus and Scorpio are the two signs that have challenges with the Leo energy. But this is taking that expanded look at values, relationship, really thinking about the future of your relationships and... Can I see a future with this person? Is my heart open around them or is it closed? Is their heart open around me or is it closed? I want to spend time with people that are open-hearted and they're open-hearted because we honor, reflect, or respect our values. Even if our values are different, we still respect each other for what we value, for what's important to us. I honor you. I, I respect you, even if you're different than me. Now, the other aspect here is Pluto moves back into Capricorn. So Pluto is back in Capricorn today. You know, it moved into Capricorn back on, goodness gracious, when was that? That was... uh back on March 23rd. So we've had our we've had our time. We dipped our toe in the water of Pluto and Aquarius. Now Pluto moves back into Capricorn where it will be until January 20th of 2024. So for the next several months we're focusing again on taking responsibility for for ourselves transforming your relationship to authority by holding yourself accountable and holding any authority accountable that you are under. Now, this is also aligning as it moves back with Pluto in Taurus, or not Pluto, Pluto in Capricorn aligning with Mercury in Taurus before Mercury transits into Gemini. So, Mercury makes one final alignment in Taurus as Pluto moves back into Capricorn. So again, this theme of what are your values and what are you working to accomplish and achieve and are your goals and aspirations in alignment with your self-worth and what you value? Or is there something that you need to change about your goals and ambitions so that they can be more in alignment with your self-worth and what you value? Or is there something that you need to change about your self-worth and what you value that is more reflective of your goals and ambitions? And then when Mercury transits into Gemini, that brings that curious energy. Mercury back in the sign that it rules, Gemini. Mercury is home in the sign that it rules. This is this is bringing up that natural sense of curiosity, of listening. How can I be a better listener? From June 11th to June 26th, when Mercury is transiting through Gemini, how can I be a better listener during this period? How can I be more curious 
What questions did I, do I want to ask? Who do I want to connect with? What people in my life that don't know each other can I connect together? It's like we're talking about values. Maybe like there's somebody that in your life that values something that you don't. And there's somebody else in your life that values the same thing as the other person. And those two people don't know each other. So it's like, I have two people in my life that value things that I don't really value. And they're talking to me about it. Maybe I should introduce them to each other and they can talk to each other about that. I just linked or I've, I've went out before with like Meryl and Gio on like one or two occasions. So they like know each of each other. But Meryl just reached out and was like, oh, I have an extra ticket to this art event. Will you connect me with Gio? Because and she's like, so she can invite him to the art event because he's an artist. Mm-hmm. And but it just also made me think about Meryl. Meryl, I don't know what her chart is. I know it's Capricorn. I think Je- Leo she's, Gemini. She's a she's a Capricorn moon and a Leo sun and a Scorpio rising. Scorpio rising. Mm-hmm. interesting but she's like a, a connector of people mm-hmm. that's like always seems to be her role so i don't know how that fits yes in well she's i mean let me see here hold on let me just pull it up real quick so <clears throat> yeah meryl she's a ninth house son and and so her mercury is also in the ninth house the ninth house is is opposite that third house communication energy so there's a lot of people Wait. that are ninth house energy that you know that they're they're big communicators too. Like I think of Sagittarius and Gemini as the two signs that represent communication, uh, because but it's well, different types of communication. Ninth so, house, is, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually the one that keeps doing the connecting of people. Meryl just happens to be the person that I keep connecting people with. There you go. <laughs> There you go. And you are a Gemini rising. So it's natural for you to connect people together. You connected Marilyn Geo. And I also like, I think I like connected her with my neighbors because they're in the podcast world. Mm -hmm. And then for, and then also my sister's uh, fiance, his friends have a podcast. I connected them. And then uh, that girl I used to be friends with crystal, like all of them have now connected with Meryl separately because I, put them together i love it see you're you're you are a prime you are a prime example for gemini energy of connecting people together and you've got so many different personalities the reason we have this podcast is because i recommended you link up with my other friend who had a podcast and that's how we connected you connected me with megan Mm -hmm. which then brought us together to mm-hmm. do this podcast. So, wow, what a trip. Yeah, if you would have never connected me with Megan, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's why it's burned on my brain where we were standing. <laughs> we were at the, we were at like, you know, the server area where people pick up the drinks and we you were standing, we were standing with our backs to the computers right there and you were here and the you know, the, the bar lounge area was out there and, and then the people waiting for the drinks were here. You were standing right here and you were like, Hey, you should, you should, I should connect you with my roommate. She's uh got a podcast. You'd be, 
a good guest. And I was like, okay, cool. I've been asking for something like that. And so, yeah. And then when I did your chart and I was like, oh, she's a Gemini rising. That's good. I want to, and then when you were like, what can I help you with? You're going to be doing a podcast with me. (laughs) And here you are three plus years later. Wow. (laughs) Right. It's pretty crazy. We have a lot of episodes. We've been doing it a long time. I haven't been this This consistent with anything. (laughs) This is episode 164. 164, Ingrid. 164 episodes we've done together. I mean, there is no way you would have known that when uh, I first asked you. People are always like, how did you decide to start get into astrology? Just all of it. I'm just like, it just all kind of like happened. I just kept saying yes. I was like, why not? Why not try Thank you. something out? Thank you for saying yes, Ingrid. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I wanted to say that uh, the last time that Mercury was in Gemini was June 13th to July 4th of last year. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. Uh, For those that were born with key astrological points or planets in Virgo or Pisces, there could be challenges with communication, coordination. So take it easy on yourself during this period. Slow down, take your time. I'm looking at you, Ingrid, at the Virgo, this beginning part could be crunchy for you on this day. Uh, The Capricorn Pluto energy, you know, Capricorn Pluto is going to retrograde back to 27 degrees in Capricorn. So if you have key astrological points or planets in the final three degrees of Aries or Libra, this is a very transformative period for you. So lean into lean into the transformation rather than you know cling to the way things have always been. Oh, I You're love meant to, do to that. evolve <laughs> and grow. Of course you do. Yes. So but not everyone does. But yeah. Amazing. Yes. Thank you, thank you, Scott. You're welcome, Ingrid. I will <laughs> see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.